Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome on in Eagles fans to episode 24 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast on NJ.com. This one... The first podcast, the first episode since the end of the 2015 season. The Eagles finished 7-9, and nine, but you know what they did in their last game doesn't matter. It's what they do now moving forward, looking for a new head coach and looking to put this franchise back on track. I'm Joe Gillia with me as always, Elliot Shore Parks and Mark Eckel. And now, uh, well, we talked a lot all season long about this team and about Chip, and now we have a whole bunch of new things to talk about. Most importantly right now, Elliot, a coaching search. Uh, which the Eagles are doing for the first time since bringing in Chip. And this one, I mean, just so far, we're doing this podcast on a Tuesday morning. There's so many names that we've heard just in a, you know less than a week since Chip left. Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited for the Eagles' playoff game this weekend, you know? They looked really good in Green Bay to start. Obviously, Bradford ended up being the guy we thought. Um, so it all worked out. So, you know, just exciting to be back in the playoffs. And Oh, wait, never mind. That's not what happened at all. So back to the coaching search, I guess. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> I know a guy. He was really good as a head coach in college, <laughs> and he went twenty six and twenty one in three years in the NFL. That's not bad, right? That's a pretty good resume. Name's Kelly, I think. This is. We should just rename this the Chip Kelly Podcast because <laughs> the support for him has been has been strong. No, I'm I'm there is a common theme, I think, among the like the the, the quote unquote you know likely candidates and the guys they've interviewed. Or so far, and plan interview, they all seem to be quarterback driven. Yes, you know, even even Pat Shermer, they're they're in they're in house candidate, quarterback guy. Adam Gaze, known for working with quarterbacks. Uh, Dirk Cotter, who supposedly is on their their radar, very good with quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, now Jameis Winston, um, Doug Peterson, who and I'm told isn't a leading candidate, but could be a fallback option. Former NFL quarterback to work with work with quarterbacks. So. Obviously, in the back of the Eagles' mind, uh, whether it's Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, both of them t- together, they seem to be looking toward getting a guy that can that can groom a young quarterback. I would, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm adding up, you know, maybe I'm adding up to the two and two and coming up with five, but that's what it seems to me anyway. Or at least get the most out of whatever quarterback they have, right? Like if that is if they do keep Bradford, like you said, Mark, or if they get a young quarterback. I mean, it, would you, for you, each of you guys, we'll go to Elliot and then Mark on this. What would be the first, what would be the biggest criteria or the first question you would ask some of these guys? If you're Lori and you're sitting in that room after what just happened with Kelly, whether or not he should have fired him or not, he did and he moved on. I mean, what do you think they should be looking for here besides, you know, the blanket statement of just saying a good football coach? What, what's something you think the Eagles need here? Just all things considered. Yeah, I mean, um, Mark just touched on it. And to me, far and away, the number one quality you want in a head coach is, is his ability to find a quarterback and develop that quarterback. I mean, you know, not to keep harping on Chip, but one of the main reasons I think he was never more successful than he was during his time was he never got a quarterback. And you can look around the NFL. Teams that don't have good quarterbacks just generally don't win. They don't, they don't make the playoffs. So if I'm this, this new head coach has to be able to either find a quarterback in the, in the draft, 
and develop that guy, have a, have another guy in mind in terms of free agent, or if he really likes Bradford, he needs to sell the Eagles on how he's going to take Bradford to the next level and have him build upon his you know success of these past few games. But without a doubt, the number one quality they need from their head coach is an offensive guy who can find the quarterback. So with a guy like Sean McDermott, yes, the def- you know certainly the Eagles' defense needs help, and he, he showed in Carolina he can build a strong defense, although I think Ron Rivera had a lot to do with that. Um, I think it's a little bit like saying you want Pat Shermer as your head coach because the Eagles' offense is good. Maybe not quite as strong, but along those same lines. But absolutely, in terms of what the Eagles need, they need somebody that can come in here and find the quarterback. Well, I, I think the two – I agree with everything you just said, Elliot, but I think the two questions you have to ask the, the coach first is, how open is your heart? <laughs> and, if, and if I have a Christmas party on Monday, can you come? Yeah. Yeah. A holiday party. Chip got fired over. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Holiday party. Um, because apparently that's two of the main reasons Chip got fired is his heart yeah. wasn't open and he and he blew off the Christmas party. So, uh, no, all, all kidding aside, and I'm and maybe I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, hey, Lurie said Lurie said an open heart in the interview. So and I feel like maybe that. that just goes with everything else. If your heart is open, you'll find a way to make the party on a Monday or whatever date it is. <laughs> yeah, it goes hand in hand, maybe heart and heart. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah, quarterback, like you said, and then let's just look at the Eagles' history. For, forget the rest of the league. Andy Reid, for all, you know, like him, hate him, whatever you think of him, he got a little lucky with Donovan McNabb. I mean, that's why, you know, that's why the Eagles, that he, I mean, say what you want about Reid and the front all that. They had Donovan McNabb, who's the best quarterback in franchise history for all those years. And that's, and that's as much of the reason they were successful. When Donovan started to wane, and his and his, um, you know, he was when, when he wasn't as good as he once was. That's when the team started to fall, and then they traded him, and they haven't gotten anybody like him since, and they haven't won a playoff game since. I mean, they had Vic, you know, a brief kind of past his prime. Vic, you know, Foles for ten minutes of of you know looking good, but they you know they they haven't had that, and so I mean that's you know if if the Cleveland Browns would have taken Donovan with that first pick. Who's to say Andy, Andy Reid would have probably lasted four years with, with you know, uh, Tim Couchers or whoever the Eagles would have taken second. So, you know, that is so important. And there are ways of doing it. There, You know, you can draft the guy, then you know, like the Eagles did with, with uh, Donovan. You know, you can do what Andy did in Kansas City and go out and get Alex Smith. I'll give Andy credit for that. He understands it. He knows you have like, – when, when he got to Kansas City, he said none of these quarterbacks are the guy. It wasn't a quarterback draft that, that year. And he, you know, Alex Smith. Say what you want about him; he's he's in the playoffs again. So, um, you know, that's the guy that he wanted, and it, it somewhat worked out for him. So, I mean, yeah, you have to. And I'll, I'll go way back to Ray. <clears throat> excuse me, when when Ray Rhodes first got here, way back in '95, um, he made a trade for Mark Brunell. The Eagles never the Eagles never got the contract done with with Mark Brunell, so Green Bay traded him to Jacksonville instead, and. Who knows how different the whole world would have been if, if or the football world anyway, if the Eagles would have gotten Mark Brunell because that was a pretty that Eagles team that Ray had was pretty good, except for quarterback. They had Ricky Waters, they had some, they had Irving Fryer at receiver. They had a, a real good defense, but all the all those defensive guys that Andy won with were all Ray's guys. You know, Trotter and Hugh Douglas and Troy Vincent and Brian Dawkins and Bobby Taylor. They were all there. But they didn't have. They had Bobby Hoying and 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 the, and the Detmer brothers. I mean, they, they didn't have, you know, a, a Mark Brunel who went to a lot of Pro Bowls with the Jaguars could have made a big, big difference here. 
So you got to find that guy. You got to find your Mark Brunell or your Alex Smith or or your Donovan McNabb. It's interesting. It's, it's ironic too, as you say that, Mark. As the same week Tom Coughlin resigns from the Giants, you know, a lot of his career was made with Mark Brunell Jackson. as his quarterback at Jacksonville. Who knows what his career would have been uh, if yeah. he didn't then land Brunell? So. You're right. It's all about the quarterback. You guys are both right. Whatever this coach is, whoever this coach is, they have to find their quarterback. How about, I mean, there's a lot of conversation about what the Eagles need here in terms of what kind of coach. One that's experienced, has NFL experience, one that has just been an assistant. Do you think that, got, that stuff matters here, Elliot? I mean, I know Lurie last week you know, said he's open to everything, just finding the best candidate. Do you think they'd lean more towards a guy that has been a head coach, or do you think that doesn't matter if they like someone that's just a coordinator or just a position coach? Well, Louis said at the press conference that hiring Chip, who you know obviously was out of college and had no NFL head coaching experience, and you know doing the things he did with Chip isn't going to stop him from taking another risk. That the worst thing he he would ever want to be is is afraid of taking big chances. So, in some ways, I do think that if they find the right guy, it's not going to matter what what his resume is. That being said, I don't think they're going to be searching the college ranks for a head coach. Um, I think they're going to look for someone who does have head coaching experience. And if you look at you know, you look at some of the guys that they've been linked to, um, you know, they they don't, and Adam Gase does not. But, I mean, Pat Shermer, they interviewed, obviously, has head coaching experience. But I do think they want someone that's more, I'm trying to think how to, like, phrase this. They want someone that, that's done it before, that's used to running a locker room, that's used to dealing with, with uh, NFL players. Because I do think that's where Chip went wrong in their eyes. So I don't think they want to, they don't want to bring someone in here who's going to, who they're not sure how he's going to be able to handle that. And that way, I do think, they want someone that's done it before. But the problem with that is, and at least in my opinion, is I'm not a big fan of like the retread NFL coach. I think, you know, I want someone that's going to come in here that's going to be young, motivated, that, you know, like, like Pat Shermer, yeah, he coached well this past Sunday, not that the game made anything. But I, you know what he is. Um, you know, Sean Payton's a bit of a different story in a lot of ways. I think that would be a good hire. But I would prefer them to go to go in the direction of, of a young, up-and-coming guy. And whether they'll go that way, I don't know. Because, like I said, I do think they want someone that has quite a bit of experience. I, that's not Lurie's style. I mean, he's hired three head coaches, and none of them were ever a head coach anywhere before. He hired Ray, Ray Rhodes, who was a defensive coordinator. He hired Andy, who wasn't even a coordinator. And then he hired Chip, who was a head coach, but never had no NFL experience. So that would go against Lurie's past performance. And well, I think more importantly, you're not getting any of those guys. You're not getting a big – you're not getting Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not coming here to work with Howie Roseman, please. I'm just, I, don't mean to be, I don't mean that that way. I mean, Sean Payton – I didn't mean, I, I got I didn't mean that as a direct knock at Howie, but, I mean, he's not going – Sean Payton's going to want total control. And I don't blame him. He's won a Super Bowl. He, he earned. He, he's earned that right. He's earned the right to go wherever he goes to be the guy in in control of everything. And that's not the case here. Here you have you're going to whoever they hire is going to be the head coach. I mean, I don't think Jeffrey's going to move Howie back to the closet again and 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 give Sean Payton total control. So they're not getting anyone like that. They're not getting. I don't know who they're going to get. They're going to get a guy that just wants to be a head coach. They're, they're going to get a, a young assistant who's. You know, clamoring to be one of thirty-two people in the world, and that's kind of the 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 question with this is like there are there are a lot of. I'm not saying that's the wrong way to go. Andy Reid, you know, was was a nobody when they hired him. He wasn't even a coordinator. I keep you know, let's go back to that. He was not a coordinator. Never called a play in his life. Until he got it. And see that that's kind of like the the question here with the job is, are they? I mean, you know, there's a tons of tons of openings now. Are the Eagles going to be able to get their top guy? I mean, I know we've talked about this, Mark. Like. 
where does this job fall in terms of the the jobs out there? I mean, the Giants' job is probably better. I mean, me and you would argue the Titans' job is better yes. because of Mariota. Mariota and the first pick. And their first overall pick. And, the, I mean, you know, the presence of Howie is going to be an issue for, for some people because face reality here. We all saw what happened with Chip. I mean, if Howie and Chip get along, Chip's probably still here. So if you're a head coach, you're coming into the situation, you know you're not going to have – not only you're not going to have control over personnel – the guy who's going to have control is already there. So you, you don't even get to have some say as to who you're going to be working with. And I think it's pretty clear that if this next head coach comes in and in three years is a failure, I mean, he's getting the blame. I don't think there's going to be a situation where Howie's ever going to get fired. I think Laurie believes in Howie, and you can certainly make some arguments as to why, why he should, I guess. But Give me one. <laughs> Uh, I'd, I'd have to go back and look. Okay. That 2012 draft well, everyone podcast. talks about. which Next podcast, we'll, we can have that. We can make that the theme. Yeah, <laughs> the Howie Roseman hour. But, why Howie Roseman's good. Yeah, but I guess, my, I guess my point is that if I'm a new head coach, I'm weary of coming into this situation. We know who's running the show, and that's and, Howie. And, we know that the locker room just turned on Chip hard, and we know that that's obviously going to be a factor. So if you're a new head coach, you're not exactly coming into a super – I don't want to say friendly, but I, not toxic, but it's certainly not a great situation. Yeah, to walk into. Elliot, these, if you're if you've been an assistant for ten years, not what eight years, like I said, there's only thirty two of these things. Agreed, but right now there's about seven or eight of them, and if you're the top well, there's guy, not, there's not. Tell me who's open. They're all closing. The best thing that happened to the Eagles was San Diego says they're keeping McCoy. The Colts just re-signed Chuck Pagano. What's open? You got the Giants, the Eagles, the 49ers, Miami, and Tennessee. All right, and, maybe and, Cle- and Cleveland. So there's Cleveland. six, six open. Well, I didn't put Cleveland there because that's, the Eagles are better than Cleveland. But my point right. is, all those teams you just mentioned, where would you put the Eagles? So maybe, the, maybe they're not the worst, but... It's not... We thought there was going to be 10. We, we thought Indianapolis was definitely going to open, and that would be very attractive because you have Andrew Luck. Well, that's not open anymore. I thought San Diego would be attractive because, well, it's San Diego. You get to live in San Diego. You know, and you got Philip Rivers. So, but that's not open. So two very desirable openings didn't open. So the Eagles but, moved up. But how many quality candidates do you think there are? Well, I don't know. I mean, depending on what your de- definition of quality is. Sean McDermott, right. quality, I think he is. But I guess my point is, so let, let, let's, say, let's say the Eagles' top candidate is Adam Gist. Let's say that, yeah. right? They're interviewing him first, whatever. They, they like the way he develop quarterbacks, et cetera. If you're Adam Gase, you're probably on the top of a lot of teams' lists well, or near the top. Yeah, Miami and Cleveland are the only other teams that, that have asked to talk to him. As of right now, he's not. Right, well, and, where where would you put the Eagles job? I'd put it behind. I mean, the Giants are number one. Agreed. It's New York. Let's be honest. It's New York. And that's number one right there. And it's the Giants. Very stable ownership. Very good general manager and Jerry Reese. Even though the Giants fans don't realize that. Um, you know, you got Eli Manning at least for a couple more years. You know, one two Super Bowls. Yeah, the Giants are one. I think Tennessee is two because I'm I love Mariota. Everybody knows I love Mariota. Right. So that would be two. Um, San Francisco. You got to like Colin Kaepernick. If, if you're a guy that thinks Colin Kaepernick's done, then they're no better than the Eagles because they don't have a quarterback then. If but if you like, like him, then they're ahead of the Eagles. If you like Kaepernick, then they're ahead of the Eagles. If you don't like, but I think I think it's a 50-50 split on whether you like Kaepernick or not, right? But you can get rid of Kaepernick. Yeah, but then you don't have a quarterback. Then you're then you're, then you're the Eagles, right? That's what I'm saying. What, all right, how about this? Let's let's phrase this another way. Yeah. What's attractive about the Eagles' job? It's a great question. Uh, big city, you know, easy division. I yeah. mean, the Eagles have an easy – right now, no matter who they hire, 
they have a better chance of winning the NFC East next year than the Niners have of winning the NFC West next year. That's Agreed. true. Right. Uh, that's because the team's out there. I, I think the, the interesting part about the Eagles and what's, what's a good thing about them or what's, you know, what's a pro of their job right now is, so Mark, you mentioned the Giants. Giants are number one. Right. Tennessee's number two. And then I think Eagles, Miami, San Fran, depending on what you like. I think they're all, and then Cleveland's at the bottom. Of all of the, of the six openings, including the Eagles, and there, I guess there could be a seventh as we move along. If the uh, could trade Sean Payton too, but then that would close one opening and open another. Right. So six openings. Uh, at this point, of them, four of them, you you could have the quarterback there if you really want him. Like the Giants are going to have Eli. Tannehill is locked into Miami. The Niners have Kaepernick under contract. You know whether or not he's done or not. And obviously Mariota. Now you know Johnny Manziel is a mess in Cleveland, so they don't have a quarterback, but. Even if you like Bradford, I think part of the the pro, but it could also be a con with the Eagles is he could walk away. Like he's well, not a contract. Well, you could franchise him. You could franchise him, sure. Yeah, and then and then sign nobody else because you're giving him twenty some million on a twenty million, and the cap hit is twenty some million. So right. you're, you're losing all your free agents, and you're not signing anybody else if, if you're franchised. It, it'll it's be hard. even if you see... like Bradford, you can't guarantee he's going to be there. Right. It'll be interesting to see how much Bradford plays a role, and we we might never know, but how much Bradford plays a role in their coaching search. I mean, if, if when you talk to a guy, are you gonna are you gonna bring someone in who likes Bradford? Or I mean, is that even a discussion? Yeah. Like, I think it's just the opposite. I think I don't think Brad, I don't I think the Eagles organization has already made up their mind that they're moving on from unless Bradford agrees to a a real hometown, and that's not even his hometown, but a, you know, a real discount to stay. I think they've decided that they're not paying top dollar for Sam Bradford. I agree. And so that's why they're – I think that's why they're looking at quarterback coaches like Adam Gaze and, and Dirk Cutter and maybe Doug Marone and whoever – maybe even Pat Shermer to, to say, okay, what do, tell me who we can bring in or do you want to – how much do you like one of these college guys or what's the – how are we going to do this? Which makes this whole thing fascinating now because, you know, they're a team without a quarterback that might have to hope and get a quarterback. And do you think that rules out, you know, defensive guys? Or do you think they'll be open to that too as long as they bring along a good offense coordinator? Like Sean McDermott, who's a very popular name to talk about. He's a former Eagle defensive coordinator. He's having a, a very nice year, obviously nice four years with the Carolina Panthers. Do you think that puts him behind the eight ball a little bit, Elliot? Because it's so important they develop a quarterback and that he's the opposite side of the ball. Right. I mean, unless he has an offensive coordinator, he knows will come with him. That's very well respected. I mean, then maybe, but I agree. I mean, hiring a defensive coach is, is a risk just because we, as we just talked about the importance of the quarterback. Um, so that obviously I think, and I think it's one of the reasons you haven't seen him linked to Sean McDermott. Yeah, they're not, they're not hiring. <laughs> I, I like Sean. I liked him when he was here. I, I think he'll be a, a pretty good, you know, decent head coach. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell, but he he certainly has done a nice job in, in Carolina working with Ron Rivera. Uh, but now I don't think there's any chance in the world that he lands here for a lot of reasons. And one of which is that, like you said, you know, who's he going to bring in? He's not going to bring in a, anybody he would hire as an offensive coordinator would have to be someone who's a position coach. No offensive coordinator would be allowed to leave to come. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a lateral move. So he couldn't right. hire, he couldn't bring Mike Shula with him from Carolina. Because Carolina would say, no, you can't, you're not taking him. Um, so it would be an unproven, unless he brought in some old guy, you know, like a, I don't know, somebody that's. John not, Gruden. Oh, yeah, Gruden's going to come be Sean McDermott's offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, it would almost have to be like what uh, Todd Bowles did with the Jets last year, bringing in Chan Gailey. Yeah, a guy like that. It's, and are, I don't even know if any of them are around. I mean, they, I don't, but, but again, yeah, I, no, I don't, I think, 
I, and anything could happen, and people could say no, and you wind up with you know a fallback option. But I think the Eagles' game plan is to hire an offensive-minded coach who specializes in quarterbacks. And unfortunately, just, those don't grow on trees. No, so, <laughs> Adam Gaze and Dirk Cutter are one and one. I mean, they. they well, all right, let me let me ask you this because I know you know a little bit about Dirk Cutter. What, like. I don't know a ton about him, to be honest. And I'm guessing – this is the other thing about the – Everybody's posted. I just put up on NJ.com. Right. But the other thing about the coaching coach is college. all these fans have their favorites and all of us have our favorites. But in reality, it's hard to know a lot about these guys. Right. I mean, you know, I wasn't researching Adam Gaze the past nine months. So for Dirk Cotter, like what, what, what should people was. know about him? How he was. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, how he was. Yeah, how he was. That's a good no, point. Dirk, Dirk Cotter was a head coach in college. He's the guy to put Boise State on the map. Remember, nobody ever heard of Boise State. And then all of a sudden, Boise State became like the, hey, Boise yeah. State. He was the head coach of Boise State. He turned that in, and he did, very, did a real good job there, obviously. He went, he, turned, he went from there to Arizona State, where he did okay, over 500. Uh, he's been a coordinator for the Jaguars, the Falcons, Matt Ryan. A lot of Matt Ryan's success belongs, you know, or it gets credited to, to Dirk Cutter. And um, then he went to Tampa this year, and he did a wonderful job with Jameis Winston, I thought. So would you think it'd be a good hire? Yes. I wanted him in 20. He was the guy I was pushing when they hired Chip Kelly in 2013, but, but he took his name out of it then. And, uh, the Falcons gave him a long-term extension to, to, oh, yeah, that's right. So I've always been, yeah, I've always admired Dirk Cutter and he, and he, he plays, um, he, he likes to get the ball downfield. He's like, he's a four wide go deep. Let's, 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 you know, run out of that sometimes, but he's a vertical guy. Do you think his heart's open? That I don't know. But I, I, you know, but I have seen pictures of him at Christmas parties. <laughs> well, to me, he's a leading candidate then. I don't care what all these rumors say. To me, he's got it all if, if you had it all together there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've always, like I said, I've always admired him. I don't know him. I never met him. But, I mean, I've, I mean, I've interviewed him as, like, as an assistant coach with the Falcons. But I don't, I, it's not like he's my brother-in-law and I'm trying to get him a job. I just, I just think he's pretty good. So, Mark, I mean, you've been around these before. And, Elliot, you were around, obviously, when Chip got hired here. Um, you know, there's a lot of names. I mean, is this – do you think this will be a very wide net? Or is this just, you know, because this is the first week, everyone's kind of associated with each job. But, I mean, I'm looking at a list here in front of me of – there's probably – I've written down 8 to 10, maybe 11 names that have been in some way associated with the Eagles over the last three or four days. Maybe not all of them get interviews, but it's a lot of names so well, far. Their names, be, their names being tossed about – tossed around by guys like like us and other people in the media they're not all real i mean they're they're real names but they're not real and i mean for instance you know somebody threw out that the giants have interest in chip kelly no they don't okay so it, it, you know there, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of names how many are actually candidates i would say half of the names that are on the list are actually candidates and, and even Dirk cutter i mean that was a media report and i you know we we jumped on it but the Eagles haven't said they're interviewing him yet. We only the only people that we know right now the Eagles have have interest in are Pat Shermer, um, Adam Gaze, who was in Deuce Daly, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I think they want to keep him on staff. Um, and is Doug, Doug Marone? I think have they said that they're interviewing Doug Marone? It's been a report that they're trying to schedule an interview okay. with him. So they're and you know Cutter might be next, but I'm just saying. Yeah, and I was told this by someone who I who I really trust too about how coaching because I, I was saying that when Gaze came in on Tuesday, lock the doors. If that's your guy, lock the door, pile money, you know, do the old, you know, like car dealer, 
you, you can't leave to go look at, at the you know what's it going to take to keep you here and and end it and just don't let them go to Cleveland or or Miami and that's been done with players you know during free agency that happens all all the, all the time a player is scheduled to go visit three teams he goes to the first team that team gives him what he wants and he signs and cancels yet the other two interviews but I was told by a person who's been through coaching searches on on both ends of it and said that teams like to talk to a lot of coaches just to get opinions, just to get feedback, just to get ideas. So the Eagles may interview some guys. They're probably not going to hire them, but they just want to hear what they have to say and what their opinions are and who their coordinators might be and um, just to get ideas for the guy that they finally do hire. So all things considered here with the Eagles and the way they're structured right now with Lurie, with Roseman, with that whole thing in the front office, to this roster the way it is and really – you know, without certainty at, court, at the quarterback position. Elliot, would this be a job you'd want if you were a coordinator? I mean, I think we all think they might have some little struggle here, maybe a big struggle to get the guy they want if another job is, is out there for them like Adam Gase. But, I mean, are, do you, would you think you want the Eagles job right mm-hmm. now? Is this an attractive job? I mean, like Mark said, there's only 32 out there in the world. So in that way, I guess, yes, you take the job. But if you're a younger guy who you think maybe in a year or two will still have an opportunity – I mean, there's plenty of reasons to be concerned about taking this job, as I mentioned. One, no quarterback, and there's no real slam dunk option out there in terms of, you know, this This isn't like last year if, you, if you're getting hired by the Titans or the uh, Bucks, where you have a James Winston or Mariota sitting right there. So in terms of quarterback, obviously that's concerned too. I mean, I think there's the problems with this leadership on this team in terms of DeMarco Murray, uh, Jason Peters, Byron Maxwell. I mean, these are guys that turned the locker room on chip. And... I think if you're a head coach coming into that situation, you have issues on your hands in terms of this locker room. Um, then the other thing is is the Howie factor. Um, you're going to be forced to work with them. You don't really get to choose. I mean, Chip brought in his guy and Tom Gamble, and Howie had him fired. And so if you're a head coach, you're coming in here knowing Howie's running the show. Um, it's going to be a collaborative approach, as Jeffrey said, which essentially means you're not going to have much of a – you're going to have a say, but – in and, and I read it as the head coach isn't going to have final say on a whole lot. Um, so those, those three factors, I think. And the, the other one, actually, too, is look how quickly Chip got to axe. I mean, if you're a head coach, you're coming in here, what do you, you're, you're going to have to be better than a division title and, 20, and 26 wins in three years, I guess, which is not an easy accomplishment as a new head coach. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to win soon. Um, obviously, working in Philadelphia, there's upside in the way that it's a major – it's the biggest team in the city, and it's a, one of the premier franchises in terms of you know, how the NFL views it. I think the Eagles are, are one of the better franchises in the league. So if you do well here, you'll have a chance to really make a name for yourself. But on the flip side, that comes a lot of that pressure. So there's a lot of reasons, I think, to be weary. If, if you're a young and up-and-coming candidate, there's a lot of reasons to be weary of, of taking this plunge too early. Um, that being said, there's only 32 jobs out there. So clearly, you know, if they were going to offer me $7 million, I, I would try my best. But I think there's a lot of reasons to be worried about how a new head coach will do in this situation. You agree on that, Mark, that this is a job that, I mean, obviously, like you said, there's only 32 of these, but would you be weary if you were that first-time coach taking this job right now? It would depend where I am both in my career and where I am literally where whom I'm working. You know, if I'm Adam Gaze, I'm the Bears' offensive coordinator, all right? I'm John Fox is my boy. I've been with him in Denver and Chicago. I don't think the Bears are winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years either, right? So if this is my chance, I better take it because last year I had a bunch of interviews and didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. 
if I don't if I don't take anything this year, all of a sudden they might stop calling. And if the Bears, you know, all right, I did wonders with Jay Cutler this year, but who's to say Jay Cutler doesn't turn back into Jay Cutler next year and and throws twenty picks and the Bears go four and twelve again? That job might now nobody's calling me. So that's a guy I think I might. If I'm Sean McDermott and I'm just using him as an example, not that he would, like we said, he's probably not even on the Eagles list, but Sean McDermott can be a little more picky, I think. I think Carolina's defense is going to be good for a while. I don't think they're going away. So he might have better opportunities next year. I think people are going to keep him on the, on the speed dial. Um, so that, that is something to be there. Or now, if I'm, that's two young guys. If I'm an older guy, if I'm Dirk Cutter, I'm 54. I've never been an NFL head coach. My my timeline's running a little thin too, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, if I don't take one now, people are going to say, you know what, Derek Cutter just doesn't want to be head coach. He's going to be an offense coordinator his whole his, his his whole career. So I think it's where you are. And again, and again, Tampa Bay's not winning the Super Bowl next year either. So even though I have a young, good young quarterback in Jameis Winston, and things are getting better there, this might be the time to strike. It might be, and he has that, and he, you know, Cutter obviously did a good did good job there. Uh, with Jameis Winston, how much do you guys think uh, excitement matters here to Jeff Lurie? Like what the fans think? I mean, look, he got rid of Chip, but three years ago, I'm looking at this list. I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm, we're talking about these names and Dirk Cutter, and we're talking about Doug Peterson and all these guys, even Adam Gase. There's no one on this list unless they pry away a former Super Bowl winner that I think is going to excite really anybody. I mean, you may talk yourself into it, but it's not exciting. Like when they hired Chip Kelly, Elliot, that was it was exciting. People were really excited yeah. about that. I mean, that, that's kind of weird this time. Like, there, there won't be that kind of excitement. Do you think that plays at all into who Lurie picks, or are he just going to try to find someone that is a good coach? Well, because they're not going to find a better candidate than right. Chip. I mean, <laughs> Chip's the best candidate out there right now, in my opinion. Hard. I mean, unless you include Sean Payton, and then you can make him, you know, certainly make an argument for Payton. But, yeah, you're right. There's not going to be – this team, this town's not going to be riled up for the start of training camp. Well, this town will be because they always are, no matter who the head coach is. But in terms of – I don't think anybody's going to – no, whoever they hire, no one's going to say, oh, they're going to the playoffs now. I mean, you know, fans talk themselves into Sam Bradford, so maybe they, they will. But in terms of Adam Gase, I mean, yeah, Adam Gase seems to be the popular choice amongst the fans and Sean McDermott to a certain degree. But I don't think there's going to be any level of excitement. Like, put it this way, the Eagles aren't opening on Monday Night Football this year like they did when Chip got the job. Or two out of the three years when Chip was uh, – you know what I mean? Like, Chip brought excitement. He was one of the exci- more exciting names in the NFL. You're never going to top the excitement level that that's Chip good. was. Elliot, that's the good news. Every game's going to be 1 o'clock next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope hope fans are excited for their one Thursday night appearance against the Jaguars this year. Yeah, it'll, be, what, yeah, it'll be an East game. It'll be against the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of how much Lurie will play that in, I mean, I think it'll – it's a good question. I, mean, I, like to, I like to think it wouldn't. Um, but, but it's still a business at the end of the day, and I, I, I think it will play a little bit of a factor in terms of, you know, bringing in a guy that he thinks will be perceived well by the fans. And don't, when he hired Andy Reid, nobody even nobody knew who Andy Reid was. So I mean, I don't think that plays into it at all. I mean, he's gonna it shouldn't either. But I mean, the most successful coach that, that Jeffrey Lurie's hired was Andy Reid, and he couldn't have been less exciting. As a higher or as a head coach, for that matter, he was one thing about it. You know, you can say a lot of things about him. Exciting was never something you used to to describe him. And his hire was like, I mean, when a word got out that he was on the list and they entered, but I mean, uh, you know, he had no background. So I mean, everybody that we've mentioned today is 
more experienced and more qualified to be a head coach than Andy Reid was in 1999. Everyone. Uh, Am I wrong? Is there something? No, you're right. Of course, I, maybe outside of Deuce Stanley, they're all the same. Yeah, they're all they're all coordinators. Real, come on. <laughs> Deuce was it? Deuce is not. I can. I don't know who's getting Eagles' job, but I can probably say today on Tuesday morning that Deuce Stanley will not be the Eagles' head coach. I think it's a pretty fair guess, just based on everything we've heard. He will so be far. on the staff. I think he will be on the new staff, and maybe be offensive coordinator. But he will not be. He will not be the head coach. All right, before we wrap this episode up and you guys go and uh, continue to follow this trail and figure out where this next coach is going to be before next time we talk, and who knows, it might be another podcast or two before they actually hire someone, uh, each of you give me a name that you know intrigues you, whether or not you think they're the best candidate, but just intrigues you based on what we heard. And, um, and ultimately, how long do you think this is going to take? Just a guess. This is going to be a short type of thing, or is this going to be a longer process for the Eagles to find this next head coach? Elliot, we'll go to you and then Mark. A name that intrigues you, and then just a guess on, will this take a while, or we how, are we going to have maybe another emergency podcast soon? <laughs> well, trying to figure out what this team's going to do is basically impossible after firing Chip in the manner they did it. So in terms of guessing how long this is going to take, I mean, that's a tough one. But I think it's going to be a bit of a longer search. Um, as Mark said, teams like to talk to a lot of head coaches and get a lot of different ideas. Uh, one guy that intrigues me, I'm not exactly sure why, but for some reason, is Jim Mora Jr. Um, with UCLA. I think he has the NFL head coaching experience from before. He uh, he went back to college and did well there. Um, he's a proven a lot. Of, I mean, he he did well in Atlanta. You know, getting into the championship game. Um, so he's a guy I think would would be of interest to them um, and would would check off a lot of the boxes. And he also seems like a player's coach. Um, so I, I think that would be a, a interesting interview by them just to see wh- how he thinks. Uh, and he you know he did good with Michael Vick back in Atlanta. So. I think it'd be an interesting option for them. I like that one. I, I haven't thought of him, but I've—I mean, obviously, following his career, he's—he's he's done a lot of different things. How about you, Mark? Well, he took my guy, but uh, ah, boom. <laughs> no, um, He—I mean, he is intriguing. I mean, I've been a gaze guy for, from the beginning, so I'll—I'll I'll stick with him. And I think, in terms of how long it takes, I think it depends on if Adam Gaze really is their guy, and that's the guy they want. It can get done quickly because you interview him on Tuesday. You maybe can't stop him from going to talk to Miami and Cleveland. But maybe he realizes what a wreck they are. <laughs> well, Miami and Cleveland aren't exactly, you know. Cleveland, come on. You can't take. If some, no, no, I'm saying he realizes what a wreck the Dolphins oh, both, are. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm right, sorry. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, of those three, the Eagles might be the, the best of the three. You know, so if Gaze is the guy, you could have this done by early next week, at, at the end of this week maybe. I mean, if he's the guy. If, the senior, the senior bowl is January twenty fifth. I would think they have a guy in place by then. Unless, but here's the here's the flip side. Unless they're waiting for somebody in the play, unless they really do want to interview Doug Peterson, and can they? They and then they have to wait for Kansas City to lose, or they really want to interview, I don't know, somebody on um, Arizona staff, or somebody on Seattle staff, or somebody on New England staff. I mean, if, if that's the case. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold Jeffrey Lurie to his word when he said the reason he fired Chip on, tu- on Tuesday prior to the game as opposed to waiting to Black Monday like everybody else was to get a head start, to get a jump start, to get things going. Well, if you want a head start, that means you, you tend to think you want to move quickly, right? That would make sense, and that would give them you know, maybe a little bit of a heads up on, on everybody else. And 
Uh, just before we wrap this up, I'm looking at Jim Moore's credentials here, and really what that means, I'm just on his Wikipedia page, but I find it <laughs> it's fascinating, Elliot. As you mentioned him, and I looked at his career record. So he was fired after three years with the Falcons. He, he did coach one year later on with the Seahawks before going back to college. But three years with the Falcons, he has virtually an identical resume to Chip in those three years. He won 11 games his first year, Chip won 10, but he won the NFC South that year, made the playoffs. Then they missed the next two years. They went 7-9 and nine his third year after big expectations, and his career record there was 26-22, and 22, and they canned him. Obviously, Chip was 26-21, and 21, and then his, his team finished 7-9. and nine. So it's like the same. That's so weird. It's like the same thing. He did win a playoff game. He did. They, they had a bye, and they won a game, and then they lost to the Eagles uh, in a title game. In Seattle, he was, what, 8-8 eight and eight in Seattle? Uh, he was 5-11 and 11 his one year. And then back to UCLA, and he's been there since. He's, I, I haven't heard that name yet, but there he is, and, and now he's part of this podcast. You don't read my, my post, Joe. I'm sorry, I didn't read that one yet. I guess we I had, had so many up. I had him listed all my original candidates. Well, he's a, I think he's a good one. I think he's an interesting one. There's so many uh, we'll keep hearing about. You guys will keep reporting on, and, and we'll talk again next week unless we have big news to talk about, uh, and then we'll do another, I guess, emergency podcast. We could, pool. we could have a pool on what day. Everybody pick a day as to when what day they're going to hire someone. I'll go next week sometime. I think it's going to happen in, in yeah, next week. Hey, don't give me that. It can't be that, that wide. <laughs> All right. I'll go uh, January, let's say the 5th. I'll go January 14th, next Thursday. Okay. I was going to say the 13th. All right. I'll take the 12th, week from today. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. What's on the line here? We all think early. We all think early. How about that? No, I'm so going to say February 9th. <laughs> Couple God, days that'll be a long ball. month. <laughs> that would be a that'd be a lot of us I'm trying to speculate on. I want it over tomorrow. <laughs> well, at some point here, it's going to be over, and the Eagles will have their next head coach. Uh, and we'll, if we don't have it before next week, we will talk to you then on the No Huddle Show. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode twenty-four of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast, right here on NJ.com. We'll be back soon hopefully and maybe with a new coach to talk about uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles.